0: Hey, financially savvy travelers. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Card Podcast. Happy New Year. It's the new year, which means that we have a fresh start. Our slate is wiped clean and the world is our oyster. With renewed energy and enthusiasm, it's time to go after our money goals. You know, even though I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions or vision boards, Please don't come for me. Please don't come for me. I do take goal setting really seriously, both in my personal and in my professional life. Whether you're looking for inspiration or unsure which direction to take this year, this episode offers lots of examples of short term financial goals you can tackle this year. Throughout this episode, we'll cover what are financial goals, why financial goals are important. Why goal setting is important, the three types of financial goals, as well as 20 plus short term financial goal examples. So, we have a lot to talk about today. So, make sure you have your teacups and your coffee ready because we're going to be diving really deep, all things financial goals, in this episode. If you want to learn more about my philosophy, I break down how to set yourself up for financial success. By goal setting in episode 21. I share how it's important to connect emotionally to your money goals and how your money goals should stretch you but not break your spirit. All right. So go back to episode 21 to catch that financial success episode. Now, a reminder. I have a blog post dedicated to this podcast episode over at ThoughtCard.com. It's a full write-up. So if you want to go check out the blog post version, definitely go and do that. I also have pins for you for Pinterest if you want to save this for later and come back to it next new year, all right? So all the resources will be over at ThoughtCard.com and I'll have the link to everything that you need to check out in the show notes. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Alrighty, righty, so what is a financial goal? So I consider financial goals to be milestones or objectives that we'd like to accomplish with our finances. That could include paying off debt, Investing in the stock market, saving for vacations, which, you know, we love, or saving money for emergencies. I found the most success when my financial goals are tied to my personal wants, my personal needs, and my deepest desires. While a financial goal states what you'd like to accomplish, don't forget that you still have to put in the work and take action to achieve those goals, right? Right. I also want to point out that your financial goals will evolve over time. When setting financial goals, remember to consider lifestyle and your responsibility changes. For example, in 2022, I had a baby. The year prior, I quit my job and worked for myself. So life looks really different. I mean, so different than it did five years ago or even a year ago. So things change. Also, while a lot of people set new money goals in the new year, consider revisiting them periodically and assess if they still make sense from time to time. Your financial goals don't have to be set in stone. You can change your mind. Your goals will evolve, okay? So just be open to your personal evolution and how that can impact your financial goals, all right? So why is goal setting so important? I believe that goal setting allows us to visualize and create our future. It helps us assess where we are right now and determine where we want to be in the future. Starting with what you want to achieve or, you know, what you want to get out of life is a great way to find clarity, to get direction. Having goals also helps you be decisive because we get to decide what we want to focus our energy on how we want to show up in the world, and who we want to be in the future. So I believe that goal setting is so important because overall, it just keeps us on track and helps us define and achieve success. Now, there are three types of financial goals. There are short-term financial goals, mid-term financial goals, as well as long-term financial goals. Short-term financial goals are the ones that you can accomplish within 12 months. These goals are typically often milestones or stepping stones to achieve a much larger goal, but they don't always have to be. They can be standalone goals as well. These short-term financial goals typically have a focus maybe on budgeting or saving or paying off debt. Again, it doesn't have to always be, but typically that's what we see happening with short-term financial goals. Now, with midterm financial goals, these are typically set one to three years out. And long-term financial goals are typically set three plus years out. Long-term financial goals focus on retirement planning and wealth building and financial freedom. So you may notice that these three types of goals have a time frame attached to it. In the show notes, I have a link to One Big Happy Life And they have a really fantastic video all about how to set better financial goals. And they actually talk about four different types of financial goals that are not set by time frame and time parameter. So definitely head over to thoughtguard.com to check out that video. I really enjoyed it. It was a really great, informative, deep dive video. Okay, so now with that being said, for the purposes of this episode, we're gonna be talking about twenty short-term financial goals, things that you can accomplish within the next year. And we have all different types of examples, and we're going to go through 20 of them here. All right. So the first type of short-term financial goal can be saving for a house. You know, a home provides shelter, but it can also be a great wealth building tool. If you have your sights set on purchasing a home, saving for a house may be a great short-term Long term or even midterm goal, right? Depending on your circumstances and the timeline of purchase. Listen back to episode 103 of this podcast to learn the five common types of mortgages and what homeowners should know about each one. Now, with that being said, maybe you already have a home and you're already a homeowner and you are overdue for a home makeover. Me as a homeowner, I'm already thinking about several projects that I would like to tackle. (laughs) So I think as homeowners, sometimes we have like a list of things that we want to do. It might not be like a whole total remodeling, but there's things that we want to switch up a little bit. So whether you want to remodel your bathroom, you want to boost your curve appeal with a new walkway or purchase new furniture, these can all be goals that you set for yourself for this year. Now, go ahead and listen to episode 104 back in the archives for the three bank accounts I recommend all aspiring homeowners should have to better manage your finances, including a mortgage fund, a home renovation fund, and a separate bank account for home emergencies. Now, with these first two goals, I think also plugging in my book, Managing Your Money as a New Homeowner, makes a lot of sense here because in this book, I share Powerful strategies for managing your money and staying on top of your finances as a new homeowner. On the podcast, you know, I've talked about previously how I've made a ton of mistakes as a new homeowner. And I literally just put everything that I've learned in that ebook, which I think that if you have less than three years of experience and you're looking to start your homeownership journey, I wish that I had someone who could sit me down and say, hey, these are the things that I would look out for, things I would recommend. So I created it. I created that book. So you can learn simple ways to stay organized and optimize your finances to avoid a lot of the costly mistakes that I've made by grabbing a copy of Managing Your Money as a New Homeowner. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, another short-term goal can be saving for an investment property. If you're looking for semi or passive income every month, then an investment property can be a good vehicle for that. You know, for me personally, I would love to be a landlord. I would love to be a two times homeowner, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be a short term for me. (laughs) But hey, for some of you that it may be. So maybe saving for your first, second or 15th investment property is something that's on the horizon for you this year. Now, this show is all about personal finance and travel. So y'all know that I am going to talk about saving for vacations, right? Yes, totally. So not every money goal that you set has to be super serious. I always say spice things up by having a healthy mix of fun goals, like saving for a vacation, memorable experiences or hobbies, and also some other serious goals, right? We'll talk about more serious goals later. But if you want to go on a romantic honeymoon, you want to backpack around the world for a year, you want to whisk your mom away on a mother-daughter getaway to Paris, which I'm doing this year, so excited for that. Saving for vacations is a good money goal to set. Make travel part of your lifestyle by reading my book, Affording Travel, Saving Strategies for Financially Savvy Travelers. In this book, I break down how to make travel a priority in your life step by step. Another alternative is saving for an adult gap year. And we talked to Stephanie Perry in episode 49 all about how to plan and fund an adult gap year, a year that you take off to rest and travel. So again, saving for vacations is just one type of travel. There are so many other types of travel, like becoming a digital nomad, or taking a year off to travel the world, or taking an adult gap year. There's just so many different ways to slice and dice it. But overall, saving for travel is, of course, for me personally, something I do every single year. Now, another option can be saving for a car down payment. So I don't know if you know this, but in the US, the average new car costs $48,000, while luxury car costs Okay. That's a lot of money. The general recommendation is to save for a down payment between 10 to 20% of the vehicle price. So saving for that 10 to 20% may be something that's on your list that you want to do this year. But overall, that's only one part of the car situation. Maybe you have a car loan and instead of saving for a new car, you're going to start to really aggressively pay off your car loan. So that can be another short-term or mid-term financial goal that you set for yourself. The sixth goal that you can set for yourself is boosting your emergency savings. So this is all about preparing for the unexpected, which is quite necessary in today's economic environment. Prepare for these unexpected or unplanned emergencies like a job loss, disability, natural disasters. Broken appliances, pricey car repairs, all by building your emergency fund. A lot of people recommend three to six months of living expenses, but honestly, if you're an entrepreneur, consider saving up to 12 months of household expenses. As an entrepreneur, I've discovered that income can be in flux. I figured out a way to finally better track my daily income, but still. It's not necessarily a steady paycheck. So with that being said, having a bigger emergency fund makes a lot of sense as my own boss, just so that I can weather the storms or the droughts or whatever that may come my way. Worst case scenario, I don't need it. I don't necessarily need to touch it, but at least I have it there if I need it. Okay. Something else that I wanted to mention and refer you back to episode 114 is that there's still lots of rumblings of a recession. So having an emergency fund will help prepare you just in case if we are officially in a recession so that we could just weather this storm. So I think that emergency savings is just always a good thing to just keep an eye on and work on if you're not quite where you want to be financially just yet. So go ahead and listen back to episode 114 for the 15 practical recession planning tips that I recommend. All right, so number seven is maxing out your retirement accounts. So maxing out a retirement account or increasing your contributions can definitely be a goal that you set this year. I'm talking about traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, or even your 401k or some type of 401k. So in 2023, the maximum you can contribute to a Roth IRA is 6,000. $500. And if you're age 50 and up, you have a max contribution of $7,500, which equates to about $542 per month. Okay. Just doing some rough math there for the average person under 50. Okay. Other things to think about is maybe you want to max out your 401k. And in 2023, you can contribute a maximum of $22,500, which is an increase of $2,000 from 2022's cap. All right. What I think is important when you're thinking about maxing out your retirement accounts is meeting your employer's 401k match requirements, because this is literally free money on the table. So check your employer policy to know exactly how it works because each 401k plan is different. So, for example, for my previous employer, as long as I contributed that six percent of my annual income, I was eligible for a six percent retirement match. So I put six percent and my employer put six percent. And I was grabbing that free money. Back in episode 77, Jay breaks down the order to prioritize investing and why getting a company match is the first step on the investing ladder. So if you are thinking about maxing out or just contributing more, there's a lot of opportunity this year to work on your retirement planning. Now, the eighth financial goal that you can set is... Buying courses or attending workshops. So, pretty much like filling a knowledge gap that you have. Google, YouTube, blogs, podcasts, these are all phenomenal ways to learn for free online. However, free content isn't usually offered in a step by step format. So, investing in courses, coaching, or attending conferences and workshops can provide that guidance and direction to get you results quicker with less guesswork. So to determine if you need to or want to invest in a course or program, a coaching program, or even a conference, here are some questions to ask yourself this year. What do I want to learn? And what skills do I need to improve upon? Who is teaching these skills and how much do their programs cost? So for example, As you may know, or maybe you don't know, because I don't really mention it that often on the show, and I will do a better job at that. I am a podcast marketing coach, so I help one-on-one podcast coaching clients grow their audiences, build authority in their niche, and make more money. I provide feedback and offer guidance and accountability and share step-by-step strategies so that I can help them reach their goals. So that is a coaching program that people have told me, hey, I want to work with you, but I'm gonna come back. (laughs) I'm gonna save a little bit so I can come back and work with you. And that's totally fine. By the way, if you are interested in my podcast marketing coaching program, you can head over to the link in the show notes and you could learn more. And like I mentioned, I promise I'll talk about it a little bit more because I know I don't really talk about my podcasting coaching business at all on the show. Okay, moving on can be, Saving for parental leave, and this was relevant for me last year, so relevant, as I was pregnant and awaiting baby Kay's arrival. So if you have plans of starting or expanding your family, then saving for parental leave makes a lot of sense. Taking time off to recover, to be with your baby, finalize the adoption process can be financially stressful if you aren't prepared. As an entrepreneur, our family saved months of living expenses to take time off with our son for about three to four months. You know, but even if you work for an employer, you may want to take some unpaid leave to extend your parental leave. And to do that, you may have to rely on some savings. So saving for parental leave, I think, can be beneficial for entrepreneurs and business owners, but also folks who work for an employer and are thinking about extending their leave a little bit. Overall, I think that parental leave for me was so helpful. And because of my circumstances, I actually didn't get to finish saving. I had to cut my savings short because I was rushed to the hospital. But all I can say about this is that as an entrepreneur, having parental leave was amazing. But what was more amazing was not being financially stressed, was knowing that our bills are covered, We did all the legwork to save for this time off to be with baby K. And I'm just so proud of us last year for just being able to do what we had to do and save all of that money. Now, number 10 on the list is paying off debt, which is a very common short-term financial goal. And paying off debt can look like paying off credit cards, hospital bills, personal loans, student loans. These can all get in the way of you living your best life. So as you free up your debts, you remove all this weight off of your shoulders. And what I love about paying off debt is that you can shuffle this money into other areas of your life that bring you more joy, like travel, investing for retirement, fluffing your savings account. So reducing your liabilities, reducing your debt overall can be a goal that increases your net worth over time. Number 11 is all about saving for gifts. So between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, gatherings for Thanksgiving, Christmas gifts, New Year celebrations, the end of the year is financially exhausting. The holidays are literally one of the most expensive times of the year for so many people. So why not plan ahead for what we know is coming by saving for Christmas gifts saving for anniversaries, birthday parties, and other celebrations. Like for us, we know that baby K is turning one and we have some ideas of how we want to celebrate that. So we are definitely saving and thinking about how we're going to celebrate his first birthday together with our family. Now, remember how I mentioned having a mix of like serious goals and fun goals? I think this one is probably a serious one, but I think it's really important to mention. So creating a will can be something that you set as a short-term goal for this year. With a will, you're asking yourself, what would you like to happen to your possessions and wealth after you pass away? Who would you like to care for your children, your dependents, or your pets? By creating a will, your loved ones will know how to distribute your assets and who manages the distribution process. So if you haven't already Consider either creating a will or updating a will or enrolling in life insurance. Okay, moving right along to number 13, we have increasing your savings rate. These are general. So while saving a particular dollar amount can be one financial goal, like I want to save $2,000 for a trip to Lisbon, Portugal, for example. An alternative to that is just increasing your savings rate in general. So your savings rate is just simply the percentage of your savings compared to your total income. So maybe in 2022, you saved 15% of your income into your savings accounts. Now in 2023, you're thinking about saving 25% of your income. So just that small or large increase can do wonders for your finances. So increasing your savings rate can be a goal that you set this year. By the way, I started really thinking about savings rate when I started pursuing financial independence. And I really loved the episode we had with Jessica from the Pioneers, all about Coast Fi and how increasing their savings rate helped them to speed up their timeline towards retirement. So, for an intro to Coast Fi, which is financial independence, so Coast Financial Independence head back over to episode 73, that episode will not disappoint. Another short-term financial goal option can be giving to charity. So if donating to your favorite causes or charitable organizations is a priority to you, then definitely add it to your list of financial goals to set for the year. Another goal option can be improving your credit score. So as we know, our credit impacts many areas of our lives, from the ability to secure a job, to rent an apartment, or get a new credit card. So a good money goal to set can be improving your credit score. Here are some just really quick practical tips to help you improve your credit score overall. Ensure you pay your bills on time. You reduce your credit card spending, which ultimately decreases the utilization rate and also Fix any issues on your credit report. There are lots of free credit report tools out there these days that can help you to stay in the know of what's going on with your credit. Now, the 16th goal I have on this list is making extra mortgage payments. So, if you're like me, you have these huge, big dreams of being mortgage free one day. Did you know that you can make bi weekly mortgage payments, which can help you to pay your mortgage? faster. Or you can save on interest, which reduces your repayment period by simply adding a little extra to each mortgage payment. Okay, so there's just a lot of simple strategies that you can do to help pay off your mortgage early. And this particular goal has been on my list every year. Like I'm always like, how can I throw a little bit more money at this so that I can be debt free faster? All right, so we're moving to the end here. This is the 17th money goal that you can set, it's all about negotiating a raise. So, one way to boost your earning potential this year is by asking for a raise. To do this, make a case for why you deserve a raise or promotion and showcase with proof your work with tangible examples and results. But if you are denied, how will you proceed? Will you stay? and try again later? Or will you try to find a higher paying job? If you are open to new career possibilities, keep that resume updated, y'all. And of course, network on LinkedIn and other professional networking platforms. Now, if you enjoy money books, or you just want to read more, then number 18 is going to be one for you. I know a lot of people have reading challenges that they do every year. They want to read one book a a month and all different types of books. But maybe you can say to yourself, you know, I want to read more personal finance books. So either spend an entire year reading one personal finance book per month or just sprinkle in some personal finance and money books throughout the year. So don't forget that personal finance is wide. There's budgeting topics, there's investing financial independence, marriage and money, kids and money. So there's just all different types of financial topics you can dive into. In the show notes over at thoughtcard.com, you'll see a list of some popular personal finance books to check out, like Our Money Stories by Eugene George. Okay, we're almost done with this list. Number 19, number 19 is start investing. Investing in the stock market is one way to build wealth. There are different types of assets at your disposal. You can invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, index funds, exchange traded funds, aka ETFs, or crypto, you know, asterisk on the crypto, because crypto, it's a little sketch these days. (laughs) Don't come for me again. Don't come for me. But it's true. By the way, we have an entire... Investing series for beginners on this podcast. Some of the episodes include asking yourself, are you a short term or long term investor? How to pick good companies to invest in, the best stock research tools, and so much more. So, if you are thinking about investing, you want to improve your investing knowledge, then we have a lot of resources that you can find in the show notes. Last but not least on our list is Start a Side Hustle. So right now, there's just a lot going on. We have mass layoffs. We have a looming recession. I think most of us are just kind of waiting for them to officially claim that it is, that we're in it. There's just a lot financially going on in the world and especially in the United States. Personally, I feel that longer the days of just pursuing one income stream. I know a lot of people who do just have one income stream, but a lot of people have more than one these days because it's a necessity. But I also see people who have started these side hustles because they just enjoyed a hobby and it's thriving. So they've turned it into a business. So it just varies. And again, personal finance is all personal. Starting a side hustle is also personal as well. But if you want to earn extra income, Starting a side hustle or pursuing a remote side hustle, like opening a print store on demand, proofreading, bookkeeping, blogging, these can all be lucrative side hustles to start. Back in episode 72, by the way, Daniela Flores from I Like to Dabble shared how to create a lucrative side hustle and ways to manage all of your income streams and how side hustling helped her take back control of her life and her career and future. So I have an article on my blog all about the side hustles that I've had working from home. And I also recommend checking out Daniela's side hustle course just to give you a step by step guidance and direction on how to start and how to really get traction on whatever side hustle it is that you choose. Now, I hope after listening to this episode, you have a good idea of which financial goals you'd like to cherry pick and add to your list to complete this year. Don't forget to write down these goals on paper. Research has found that writing goals down produces better results than just keeping our goals in our head. As a follow-up, after you write down all of your goals, you want to set target amounts for each of these long-term money goals and identify the next step. What's the next action step that you need to take to start off strong? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Lots of ideas of what to pursue this year. I know for me, I definitely have increasing my savings rate on my list. I have Depending on how the recession goes, if it's coming or not, add extra payments to my mortgage is definitely one of my financial goals. And saving for vacation, always, always and forever will always be on my list of financial goals. So I'd love to hear from you. Head over to ThoughtCard.com in the comments section. Let me know what financial goals you have on your list, which ones were inspiring or gave you new ideas after listening to this episode. And yeah, I look forward to hearing from you then. Until next time.